0: Life, boys, can you see me? Hey. Hello, and there? welcome
1: to the hash rugby chat. How are you all doing? Hello, Andre, hello, Ashwin, hello, John. All go, 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 go. Um, I think I was gonna has gone to get some. I was gonna get the correct. Teacher. Oh, my god, I'm gonna put mine on as well. Hang on, jersey's on first.
0: Oh, oh, oh my word, I'm just gonna, f- I'm gonna flash my box at ah. you, right. There we go. So, right. speak, This the, is yeah. not a euphemism. It actually is. Look, that's all I can say to the both of you. The- Dude, for a man wearing a blues cap, which yeah. causes into a whole lot of issues around, if not loyalty, intelligence, to then put on a, 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 an England shirt with a, <laughs> with a tag still on, which means it's newly acquired,
2: no, it's <laughs> uh, no. not newly acquired. Uh, you know, I, I learned, I'm married, so I learned these things. No, no, this is the old thing. This has been in the cupboard for um, years. Uh,
0: uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorely disappointed. All black and blues fan would, would turn to the, to the, uh,
2: well, the, the palms. The, the <laughs> oh, the I actually got this about Paul, Paul with me when Canterbury had a sale at Mount Smart for a year ago. Under it's just the last year. Yeah, so, um so yeah, yeah that's, that, that's why I acquired it. so I don't have a South End one. That's why I only had the choice of wearing the, the <laughs> one.
0: <laughs> just uh, can say, just it's, it's across yeah, because my spring boots.
1: God, do you think it's a fashion show or something? Let's do it. Right in. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I thought we'd kick off. So yes, quick, quick news roundup first. Um, welcome to uh, We'll be talking about the Royal World Cup final predominantly tonight because we have the All Blacks decision tomorrow night to talk about the bronze final um, between Wales, New Zealand and Wales. Um, but first, first quick news roundup. Congratulations to the Force for beating Canberra Vikings forty-one-three in the NRC final. Um, so they are that's their first ever NRC Championship. So. Um, from the West uh, for that one. Um, and then juggle some faces around the middle. There we go. And uh, also, then we should talk some things, as John says. Uh, congratulations to Tasman for beating Wellington 31 mm-hmm. 14 for their first mm-hmm. ever um, Premiership title. Um, and also congratulations to the Bay of Plenty for beating Hawkes Bay 12 7. Uh, in not the mm-hmm. great games for neutrals, I must admit, um, to get promoted from the championship to the Premiership.
0: Well, let's be honest. We were there, Paul, and we were chatting to Jeff Wilson on the field afterwards, and um, all you could hear on his comment on the game was how terrible it was. You know, now I know he's a winger and a fullback, <laughs> but he just went, "Oh man, that's just so terrible, so terrible." So a little bit like the Buck. The Bok England game, but uh, it's the Buck Welsh, game. Yeah. it said unless you had some some dog in the fight, it was a it was a bit tough to watch.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, Ollie, which game were you at uh, in the live chat there? Um, so um, some. Oh, uh, so Ollie Brown was in was was in Perth for the uh, NRC game. Um, solid crowd, uh, yeah. And I think it's it's good good to see the the Force get, pick up that one. But yeah, as you say. Uh, in Rotorua, Friday night, it was a, it was a, a bit of a tough watch. Um tunnels are like that, as we found out at the weekend, yeah. as you say, with the Wales-South uh, Africa game um, as well. Um, Gallagher Premiership, just to re- um, remind you that uh, that's going on. Uh, and um, last week, I told you how it was Bristol, Worcester and London Irish with, with the top three. They've dropped now to fourth, eighth and tenth. So it's slowly... The uh, the Gallagher Premiership table is taking some sort of shape. It's going to take a few more weeks yet, I think, before it gets into the before we find the narrative of the season. But Gloucester, with um, a very much a South African presence there, are, are looking very are looking strong this season. Um, Red- Who is
0: at Gloucester that we would know? Paul.
1: Well, Ackerman is the um, the coach.
0: Right, uh, so Ackerman. that's the former coach of the Lions in Subic. Correct. And former Springbok. Um, his Ac- son is there as well, right?
1: That's right. His Acadonia son as well. His yep.
0: eighth man also played for the Lions, right? Who yep. else is there?
1: So, um, well, post Rugby World Cup, Mostert will be going back there. Um, okay. Yeah, um, for example, I'm just going to bring up the uh, the list of players they had last out on um, out last weekend because I can't remember uh, other names that are there. I mean, Danny Cipriani is obviously a player that you know from a. England of view, um, as well as, uh, Billy 12 Trees. Uh, but as far as South Africans go, um, and Jaco French Creel? Play.
0: Yeah. Now, there, there, there is a serious, and again, also another Lions player, and mm. a key part to the renaissance of the Lions in the that they chose to play, because Jaco Creel is one of the, I would say, one of the few true sevens going around in world rugby. And um, he really does play to the ball. And so if you're wanting to play an open and expansive style, uh, it's key to have that. If you want to allow your players to uh, to play what's in front of them and yet still get good, quick ball, you need a true seven. If you're coming up against another seven, let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think it's quite telltale, by the way, that uh, Ackerman is, is coach of a team that is now top of the Premiership, albeit that the English aren't there, right? Let's recognise that. But still, Gloucester is not normally recognised as a, as a powerhouse, is it?
1: No, I mean, the, last season they were the best of the rest behind Exeter and Saracen. Um, this okay. season, I mean, they're, they're sat number two. That, it looks like they, they, they're, they're potentially taking that next step up after that. So. Next
0: but last last season he was his first season in charge, right? It was, uh, yes, yes, it was. that's right. Yeah. Yes, it was. So if you think about some um, coaching credentials, uh, Ackerman has taken the Lions... Uh, from not even being Super Rugby, uh, not e- uh, getting through a qualification game that they scraped through by their, the the hair on their chinny chin chin, and uh, and then uh, taking them to three consecutive Super Rugby finals from nowhere, and now he's taken Gloucester to in his first season the best of the rest, and now top of the table. So that's you know just to give some. And sec, sorry, second to second level. And the important thing is, look, I haven't seen what Gloucester, how Gloucester are playing, because basically I I need to be paid to watch Northern Hemisphere rugby.
1: So
0: just one point. do that for free. Don't wait me, you pommy English white jersey wearing whatever. Let me just finish the thought. The nice. I hope he's played. He played at the Lions because he turned the Lions around not by playing conservative rugby, but by playing brave ball in hand rugby, um, and it, that can only bode well. So he's. You're know, just pointing out a, a potential uh, arc here in a coaching career, to be very, very beneficial to uh, wherever he goes and the game in general.
1: No, absolutely. Uh, and um, we're going to have to get you sit, sit you down and make you watch the Six Nations. Um, so you're actually educated about what Northern Hemisphere rugby is like nowadays. Uh, come come the new year, But But um, yeah, no. I mean, with players like Jake, we'll um, we'll Jay- let
0: to bring not just beer, right? It'll <laughs> have to be more than just beer, All right? Then you'll have to bring over. Give me a watch Six Nations rugby.
1: So it reckons Ackerman for All Blacks coach. I, I think that would that's that, that's Um But uh, yes, I can't see New Zealand going for a non Kiwi coach. Just a little bit. No. No. <laughs> no. So the Pro 14 uh, is is still going on, and also the Top 14 is having a weekend off. Um, some player new. Uh, did you see the tweet? Actually, you won't because you're not on Twitter, are you, John? But ask Did you see the tweet? Um, sell sharks about uh, um, about Ben Curry. No, I did not. Tell me more. So if we get 200 retweets, I think it was, they would they would uh, fly Ben Curry out to Japan watch his. To watch his twin brother Tom Curry playing the Rugby World Cup final, and they would give him, awesome. the, week, give him the weekend off from uh, Premiership Premiership action.
2: Awesome. So, so, they got two hundred tweets.
1: I, I they, they got tweet, they got they got two hundred retweets w- within about five minutes. Yes.
2: Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Like, yes, they've Ben Ben created two hundred counts pretty quickly.
0: <laughs> so, what position does Ben play?
1: Flanker. Also? Yes. Also, Um Yeah, well, I think he can sort of play, yeah, uh, seven or six.
0: And do they play in the same team?
1: They do play in the same team, yes.
0: Okay, so a, it's a bit like the um, Dupree twins uh, for the Sharks and the Springboks, right?
1: Yes. Um, of okay. course, there, there, there is, there is, I mean, there is the option here of um, playing Tom Curry in the first half and Ben Curry coming on at half time nice and fresh for the second half and not telling anybody. The, nobody uh, yes nobody would know right. nobody would know <laughs> so we just to sneak one of them in you know those those big laundry baskets uh, into into the changing room so sneak sneak them in one of those um, uh, talk about the cheetahs connor ref fiasco um, I can't because I didn't watch it but I did hear that it wasn't um, particularly good Andres, what happened I'm sorry about that right? uh, what happened right? someone tweeted me to suggest that it that, that, it, that it wasn't good um, uh, I can't remember the exact details. So, but um, the, yeah, there was definitely, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll, I might have a quickly, quick look up um, of that. Um, have you also heard the news about what's happening, where um, Sonny Bill Williams is going? Austin, oh, looks like you do know.
2: Yeah, 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 this, it's saw that. I mean, like, um, so that's going to some sort of rugby league competition that's um, happening in Canada, well, which will then tie into the Super League. Oh, is it? No, it is not. It's part of the MRR, MLR, is it? But it's at a can it's a Canadian the nine mil, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Okay. So, so it's a what's Canadian the competition? Team, but they don't play yeah. in the Canadian competition. They play in the English competition. Right. A bit like. But, but it's a rugby team or a league team. So I thought it was a league team. Oh, it's a league team, yes. Yeah, yeah. So they play in the in the
2: um, Super League then.
1: That's right. So a bit right. like um, if you from from New Zealand, a bit like the the, the Warriors uh, rugby league team Playing, play mm-hmm. in the NRL. The, yeah, um, yeah, the Toronto team will be playing in the uh, yeah Super League, over in over in England.
2: Yeah, so that, that was sort of the first time round. I think I sort of said that they're playing in the as uh, a rugby league team that's playing in the UKA or in so well the Super League competition. So, so the nine mil seems a bit over the odds for me, but hey, um, well we, we you know they always throw that sort of number around, but they never say well nine mil over nine years nine mil over one year you, you, but that's the thing right you always get the big number but it's just like oh when when dan carter went to the um when racing and the like oh he's getting whatever it was and it was oh wow And then it transpired it was over three years so um you know it was still a big number don't get me wrong but it wasn't the big big number that everybody thought initially so yeah nine million dollars um is uh, somebody in the old chat room uh Thalmus I'll probably said his right name wrong. I uh, yeah, I'd sort of say that that'd be a big investment. And whether the dollar, return on investment is there is debatable.
1: Well, yeah, and they're sort I, of looking at signing a a, a David Beckham like player in the way that David Beckham went over to the Major League Soccer. Uh, mm. so
0: Yeah, look, I I I have huge respect for Sonny Bull Williams. I hold him in very high regard. I think that he has been uh, transformational to rugby as an individual player in no way, in a way that no other player has been since Jonah Lomu. And what he's done has possibly been an even larger. In fact, I do think it's a larger impact than than Jonah because Jonah was terrific. Jonah. had a huge impact on the popularity of the sport, but very few people can do what china did. That's what made him unique. But uh, what Sonny Bill has done is inspired a legion of, of rugby players, a generation of rugby players, to believe in their ability to pass the ball in the tackle. And we saw that, we pointed it out in the uh, quarterfinal game, uh, and no, in the last round of the, the pool games, where the Scotland tight five, created a try by offloading in the tackle. And let me tell you, prior to Sonny Bill Williams, you would not have seen that, right? Um, oh. He still remains, in my opinion, the person who best offloads in the world simply because I don't think there's anybody else who can hold the ball in one hand and be smashed and not lose it and still release it gently and to, to a person next to them. Um, but... Uh, not, it's more than just that ability. To me, uh, everything that I've ever read or found out about him from anybody who's worked with him in whatever sport it may be, they speak about how exemplary he is as an athlete and as a professional, how he goes about his work with a complete dedication to taking care of his body, his diet, his training, his sleep, his stretching. So it's been very unfortunate, the number of injuries that he's had since 2015, I have no doubt that the plan for the All Black, uh, the All Black backline, once he returned from uh, the Olympics in 2016, the plan was to build around him at 12. And unfortunately, all the string of injuries that he had uh, affected that. And I think in, uh, the game against England could have looked a little different if he had been continually playing and started at 12 i right? 'm not saying that they should have started him because he has had a string of injuries, but I think he's not he's a bit like a prophet in his own country, not really appreciated in New Zealand for just what he is as as a sportsman, and just how coaches will say that when youngsters come into a team they refer them to Sonny Bull as an example of what it means to be a professional sportsman
1: now we, we talk about obviously that uh, talk about Sunny Bull transforming the uh, the professional game. Um, what we need to sort of realise is, is the impact that Jonah had on the amateur game, uh, particularly yes. in, in in England, because we suddenly saw uh, was it was ninety seven? Uh, was that the year that uh, Jonah 95. 95. 95. Um, we saw the season after ninety five, 90, just about every 90. single open side flanker of any size suddenly getting put on the wing as a as an experiment. <laughs> um, so there is a there is a and, Jonah, and, and, Jonah had really of a big as well. See. <laughs>
2: Yes, now, the, and it worked out really well for Pizza Hut as well.
0: You know, um, right. as a as South African by background, who came to New Zealand uh, over three years ago, it, uh, the popularity of Jonah Lomo is enormous in South Africa, right? And and um, South Africa was extremely sad at his passing. But the thing about Jonah is, it's so tremendous to think about. Is he was nineteen um, when he played in '95. Um, And he was was never well. In all those years with all that Mm. tremendous impact, he was never at 100%. Mm. And the amazing Mm. thing is he set the record for the most number of tries in a World Cup, which was equaled in 07 by Brian Abana. He didn't set it in 95. He set it in 99. So he was even more of an (laughs) impact on the scoreboard in 99 than he was in
2: 95, right?
1: Yep. Um, any other player news, boys? Or should we want to um, world rank? Well, I
2: suppose I, I, um, I don't know if you're going you, to. I was just looking through. I'm not sure if you are going to. Not so much player news, but I suppose that interesting development in um, Auckland today um, for Super Rugby with the uh, doubleheader okay. with the Warriors, the Blues and the Warriors, um, which is going to be uh, outside of the, the, the aspects of. The, the, the com coming together of a, a league and rugby. The interesting thing I think most people are gonna be is, is like how do they do the half time? not half time but the mid the game in between games reshuffle. Um you know advertising everybody's gonna be advertising that's easy because all the signs are electronic <laughs> around the field anyway. Um but the 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 markings on the field um you know they have got 40 minutes apparently well somebody said 40 minutes so i think it'll be a bit longer than that but um to to, to remark the ground so gonna, yeah that'll be have to
1: interesting the pitch between games pardon say that again they're gonna have to repaint the pitch between games yes why to, to repaint the pitch
2: because the 20 um rugby league doesn't have a, a 22 rugby league only has a 20 so, oh, I'm guessing, look, you could just basically do it in different colors. You could do it like a yellow mm. for rugby league and white markings for rugby because, at the end of the day, your r- maximum re- reality is the only, the only difference is really the, um, the 20 and the 22 um, as a different sort of real marking. It's halfway the you, same. Yeah. Any other mark 10 is the same. So, yeah. yeah. So, maybe so, the only difference.
0: The thing is, maybe the thing is, what they'll do is in that 40 minutes they'll because basically they've got to change two lines right so maybe what okay. they'll do is they'll paint over the 22 or paint over the 20 with green because mm. it's, yeah. it's the second game the rugby game i haven't seen the yep. second game rugby game so they'll paint green over the the 20 mark and and paint on a a uh, 22 you know yeah. so maybe that's what they'll do or otherwise yeah. idea is probably valid they'll have it in two different colors
2: yeah, so that, that's the two options. And then they, they don't, I mean, like, well, in terms of the in goal area, generally rugby league in goal areas are smaller than rugby goal in goal areas. But I don't think that's a train wreck, so to speak. Um, it can give a different dynamic to the rugby league game if they have a bigger in goal area, which it has done in the past when they've done that.
1: Or if you've seen some of the small in goal areas you have in um, in the Viva Premiership, the, the, the laws allow you to have a very small in goal area. You don't have to have a big one. There's, there's no. I mean, like, there's probably
2: a minimum, but, yeah, that minimum can be quite small. Yeah. Mm. Anyone who's half
1: of the wreck will, will understand what I mean by a small in goal. Um, mm.
2: <laughs> yeah, so that was the only other news that sort of popped up just today, I suppose, which will, um, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not much of a league fan, to be honest with you, so um, I don't know. I think I'll be a call on the day whether I actually go to watch both games or whether I just go to watch the one, but, um, yeah, I, I think in terms of the greater public it's not a bad concept to see how it comes off. I and think the it's fact that two uh, Canberra teams. Yeah. Yeah, I think, well I think by choosing two teams yeah. from the same from the same city. So it'll
1: be a Canberra so two teams. And um, Yeah, so effectively the effectively you've got
2: uh, the Warriors and the Blues obviously from Auckland and then you've got the Canberra Raiders playing from the NRL and obviously the Brumbies from the Super Rugby who are both from Canberra.
0: You see that's also a nice touch. That's really yeah. well planned. Really, that's well-planned. Because it means yeah, yeah. that Canberra Raiders fans that, cu- that are in uh, Auckland, right, that they can then stay and watch the Brumbies. And, and uh, Brumbies fans that are here could see the Canberra Raiders. It also makes sense that if... Um, oh, what, what is the date, by the way? Is it still in good weather time?
2: Uh, it's pretty early. I think it was March off the top of my head. Yeah. So
0: there, there we go for, for big fans who, who of those teams in Australia, um, it makes sense as an enticement to come for a visit to, to New Zealand. That's really well done. Uh, kudos to March, that planning.
2: Yeah, Ma- March the 21st. Yeah, so the 21st. in
0: the summer. Yeah, that's, that's yep. good thinking. Good on
2: that. No, no. Yeah, March will. Um, effectively, normally that's when Super Rugby's kicking off. <laughs> oh, well, not this time. Um, so <laughs> no, that's a bit, a bit of exaggeration, but you know what I mean. I mean, it's starting
1: off ridiculously early next year, isn't it? Well, that, that yeah. apparently is round eight. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> <On> eight. <laughs> round eight. Round eight. So, as on um, there's, there's a good chance that the Blues will be out of contention by then and people will just uh, go home after the league game anyway. Um, Don't be Andre. What? Don't be Andre. What? I need to be Andre.
2: Shuts. I'll take the jersey off, Paul. I'm off, you know. It's have got
1: glued on. <laughs> oh,
0: whoa, whoa, that is a
1: shot. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Look, I'm a Blues fan too, okay? i just, I, I just have low expectations of my team. Um <laughs> I'm just realistic well, That's... <laughs> absolutely can we move on
0: to um, the matter at hand
1: yes world rugby rankings <laughs> 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 so England well done sir England sure. are now number one in the world I just want to make that clear South Africa are number two New Zealand are at their all time lowest ever ranking of third, of three I mean, how crazy is that? All time ever lowest ranking of three.
0: Well, first um, of all, kudos to New Zealand. But <laughs> I was having a chat to my housemate here, who is a passionate All Black and Chiefs fan. And I was saying to him, it's ridiculous. There's no way that New Zealand is the third best team. They may have got a, a, a good lesson taught to them on the weekend, but they are, if somebody wins the World Cup final, okay, maybe they climb to one. But there's no ways that, that New Zealand is three in the world, you know. And, and you know, I feel sorry for England. No, I don't actually. I I want I <laughs> that. Pardon? The next time, <laughs> take that back. I want that back. The next time England plays the All Blacks, it's not it's not going to be pretty, right? Um,
1: oh, uh, but yeah. Like we, we, we saw that against Ireland one, clearly. I mean, New Zealand came out with 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 a wanting to make a statement against Ireland, and boy, did they um yeah but i think you'll go over this obviously
2: tomorrow and more in depth and the like but the end of the day when you've got angus talvo coming off as your as your props off the sub bench you're not in a strong position i'm not saying he's a bad player but the strength and depth that we had um particularly in the last two world cups in positions wasn't there and that's pretty obvious um you know you know there's been a a lot of comment in, in, in New Zealand about how well we've all taken it it's just like oh, I suppose when you get beaten well and you know controversy gets taken out of it, it there were a couple of contra- very minor controversial moments but you just had the feeling that they wouldn't have changed the game anyway um, as I put in a tweet you know we, we were England gave us our try as well <laughs> so, I mean, you know, <laughs> if they didn't give us the try, we wouldn't have scored any points. So I right. think everybody's actually quite sort of understood, well, that the, the caliber of the team basically dis- was displayed. Um, and the other team was a lot better. It wasn't the fact that we didn't win the game or we didn't play well. The, uh, mm-hmm. we, I, we didn't play well because that's as well as we could have played. The other team was better.
1: Um yeah, and just to wrap up the world rankings then. Um the biggest uh, gain in the world rankings is is Bulgaria who have climbed to 74th from 82nd. Um and the Thanks biggest uh, these are details people need to know. And the biggest drop yeah. has been Bosnia and yeah. Herzegovina who have dropped from 73 down <laughs> to 82, nine places folks. That's a massive drop for Bo- Bosnia and Herzegovina. Yep.
2: Yeah. <laughs> But it has a ring of the Southern Hemisphere teams that kept dropping while the um, Northern Hemisphere teams were playing their warm-up games before the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think these two have played how each many other. Game, how many games has Bosnia and Herzegovina had uh, you know, during the World Cup? And oh, therefore has it part of their ranking.
0: Just for our listeners, Bosnia and Herzegovina it's not two different teams. Same
1: thing. Team. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Um, that wraps up the um, Ruby World Rankings. So um, we'll get on the the, 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 the the news in hand in a second. But very quickly, last Friday, there was a Sanzar meeting about Japan. I've not heard any news, um, any news. Well, as soon as we get or we'll hear any news or any rumours, I will let folks know. So, John, what is the business at hand?
0: Excuse me. I just have to, um, I just have to, hold on. Customer, please hold.
1: Customer, oh, not hold. no, no, not songs. Oh hold.
0: dear. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, brace yourselves, brace yourselves. Wait, 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 Okay, okay. Are we ready? Three. Yes, we're ready. Two. One. Whaley, whaley, we got pumped. By the jolly blooming bombs, and to make it even worse, it was bloody Eddie Jones There we go. Oh, is it uncle Oh no, no,
2: oh, no encore. I oh, think, encore. I think he's done. Oh, <laughs> I, I think yeah, 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 it's interesting you mentioned about. It. I think that was the only thing. It was just like, it was annoying that was just um, it didn't have a chance to sort of um, to 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 put a lid on Edie Jones. That was the only thing, and um, it's quite interesting the uh, the the diggy came out and had to go at um, Warren Gatland today. It's you know if you're an All Blacks fan or an All Blacks coach that had said that you would have been caught yeah, you know, oh, arrogance and all that sort of you know, comments like that.
1: Oh no, no, don't uh, worry. So... we there's been plenty <laughs> no, of arrogance it, comments towards England. That would... <laughs> Yeah.
0: but no, it's, what, is, like, what is it
1: that um, what is it that that he said today well so um, Warren Gatland was asked about the final and he said oh you know sometimes it's going to be an interesting game sometimes the um, teams have their final in the semifinal maybe that's happened to England so someone basically said to to Eddie was like oh Gatland has said that England had their final in the semi-final it's like no no that's not what he actually said but anyway that's what that, that's what was quoted to Eddie in the press conference. So Eddie said oh yes well fine yep yeah. just um uh, I'm, I'm sure he I'm sure he's happy he let um, just let him know that uh, that he can enjoy the third fourth playoff.
2: <laughs> Typical oh, head. yeah. So it's, it's like ah uh, yes. I, it, it depends on who says it as to whether you get away with it.
1: It was all a bit of a storm <laughs> in a, it's all storm in a teacup and I'm sure they and and, and they'll they'll know that. I mean what Eddie should have said, in all honesty, is, look, I'm sure you're paraphrasing and misquoting him. Um, we're, we're, we're up for the final. No worries. Mate. No, actually, well, all, he, all he needed to say was
2: actually, it's was just like, uh, yeah, Warren's probably right, and it's something that we're aware of, and um, we need to make sure that we got up last week. That's all um, fish and chip paper. We need to do it again, otherwise it counts for nothing. And oh, there's no, enough cliches It might happen. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, so yes, yeah, so that there. I, I must admit, I do have one big question mark around Eddie Jones, um, and that this is the that Ben Spencer has been called out called up to replace um, Willie Hines. Now, taking two scrum halves to a World Cup is always a risk, uh, and so I, I think he, I think Ben Spencer should have always been there. Uh, I think that bringing I'm, I'm a massive Jack Nell fan. But bringing an injured winger to a Rugby World Cup as part of your 31 is a waste of a space, and the fact that he's only only played 20 minutes, unless he comes on and does something spectacular at the Rugby World in, in the actual final, uh, yeah, Nell shouldn't have been there. It should have been they should have had a third choice fl- um, scrum half personally. But uh, the the,
2: the reality is of the scrum halves for the for for England, they've got their number one. And they really don't have a um, like like with the All Blacks with a Aaron Smith and a TJ type scenario where they're quite comfortably you know pulling um, Aaron Smith with 30 left on the clock because they know that the you know TJ is going to perform as well. Willie Hines came on with what, well, about 10 or 15 left, um, so they've got their number one half back, and they're looking for him to go through the whole game or as far as deep into the game as possible. Sure, uh, I will, if he I gets
1: smashed
2: in the first five minutes. minutes
1: and then we've got a guy yeah. come off the bench who's, not be, who's had one week of running the drills with the players. That's not a nice place to be in.
2: Yeah, he's come back from white-baiting oh. and hoping your shirt shoot <laughs> Yeah,
1: Look, I've got to disagree with
0: you there because the style that England employed, it's very dependent on what they play because uh, Paul quite rightly pointed out that England were getting such quick ball in the first uh, hour of the game against the All Blacks, or at least until Sam Cane came on. They were getting such quick ball that their nine wasn't getting there. Youngs wasn't getting there. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't there by the time the ball came out, right? And yep. and he was taken off because he just couldn't keep up. You know, he'd, he'd run out of, of, of puff, really. So, but, con- contrast to the South African style of play against Wales where because the, it, was so, it was so slow and there were so many stoppages and there was so much yeah. bringing forwards in and making a little line and then some bringing more forwards in to make blocking, just stand there and block somebody trying to charge on the... And then put the kick in. Um, Fuff was still relatively fresh because the game wasn't going like this, going like this, going like this in that game. So I, I agree with Paul here is that he's going to have a... possibly a large impact on that game, because if it's quick, and I would imagine one of the things that England will try and do is try and speed the game up and move the game away from the style that South Africa is going to play, Um, you're going to need a nine. right? As fit as Aaron Smith is, they don't expect him to play all the way through at that style of play where you've got a ten ruck after ruck after ruck.
2: But, but the, the things that you, what you said is absolutely, I 100% agree with it. But when you look at that game on the weekend, it's just like, I'm oh, sorry, I've forgotten the halfback's name, but uh,
1: Willie he, Hines he didn't. Or, or Willie, no, 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 the, the no, starting, the starting
2: halfback. Um, ben Youngs. Youngs. Sorry? Ben Youngs. Ben, ben Youngs. Youngs. No, Ben Youngs, he wasn't, he wasn't hooked um, until there was about 15 left, in, 10, 15 left in the game. Willie Hines ben, only came on with about 10, 15 left. But he had nothing in the tank. Oh, absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm it's saying, exactly. England don't have that um, halfback. They've got the trust and faith in to chuck him on early. Unless, as Paul said, that there was an um, injury with the first five minutes. They'll have no choice.
0: But the thing is, what Paul is saying here, you, you come down to the last 15 minutes of a World Cup final and it's tight. Mm. And suddenly you've got a guy that you've had for five days. Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. In the the pro- probably the most crucial decision-making position Yep. Um. in in the modern game. It's shifted from 10 to 9, right? And, mm, and mm, yes, mm, that absolutely. is a strategic error, which is, let's be honest, it's the first one that we can really point to Eddie Jones making in this World Cup.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I you know, absolutely agree there. It's well, There's it a couple of interesting there's a couple of interesting dynamics that'll happen in the game this weekend. And the fact is that I think the Springbok forwards will actually be more physical than the all black forwards were. Um, there's no doubt about that. I, I think that was the biggest thing is that, that um, they shut. Uh, Brady Ratelak and um, Sam Whitelock just didn't bring or weren't able to um, bring their physicality into their game. And that impacted the uh, all blacks massively, especially when the props um, uh, weren't really that, effective in ball carrying either um but the south africans will have that physicality um but then as you say i think england will try and speed it up because they understand that if they could speed it up more than they did against the all blacks then you've got a bigger pack that they're moving around the field sorry
0: um paul yep are we gonna are we gonna focus on just talking about each game and then looking at the at the final
1: if you want to talk about the games we can do um but um if you want to get, yeah, I know you
0: to discussed it in more depth in the in the All Black review tomorrow um, all Black update, but who, um, i 'm interested to to hear what Oshin, What what is what was your take on what England did or a couple of key points what did they do to unpick you 've spoken about the physicality at the yeah. game and what are some of the things that you saw that England did that undid um, It it
2: was actually, yeah. Although their physicality, I think, obviously, in that, I mean, they started well. They scored a try within two minutes. I don't think that was actually that big a deal. It was the, um, it was their tactical play. At the end of the day, yes, the physicality and smashing them defense, the All Blacks defensively, was obviously a big thing. But it was the way that basically Farrell and um, uh, Ford were able to pin them down in the inside the twenty-two, and for some reason. Uh, my my opinion was is like the All Blacks shouldn't have been kitch- kicking for touch. They should have just been kicking it as deep as they possibly could um, and then seen what England had to bring it back. They'd, because after a while, it was pretty evident. There was no point just kicking it out, playing safe, because they weren't getting anywhere. They weren't getting out of their own half. So at times, the All Blacks had the ball, but they weren't able to do anything. They're deep in their own half, and it was... They went not get, you know, and then the defensive pattern came into it. So I actually think it was the tactical kicking that was the issue, as a fact, is that they didn't adjust their tactical kicking and they just allowed um, the Farrell and um, Ford to dictate field position.
1: Um, But I mean, that that was also part of the. uh, the, That's what the the the, the, as you say they didn't uh, didn't adapt because initially the plan was clearly kick it out because we got we've got Barrett on the field as well as we've got four jumpers on the field we've got a very mm. good chance of stealing line-out ball um, and then basically going again. Yep, But that didn't happen. It didn't, and they didn't happen. And if it stole they stole any line-out the ball. Line-outs.
2: Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, well, they stole one line-out ball, but it wasn't really stolen. It was just overthrown, and a try came from it. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> it was, and there was one other that Retellick got up to, but I think it's exactly what you say, Paul, is that the plan was kick it out because we've got four tall pieces of timber and we'll compete against them. and And... To England's great, grit, and again, very clever coaching. And unfortunately, we've got to point to John Mitchell in charge of the forwards there. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, and no, 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 he's no. not in charge of the forwards.
1: No, John Mitchell in charge of defence. Yes. So um, actually, it's oh, the ex-England captain.
0: Um,
1: yes. That guy.
0: That guy. He'll come. Yeah. Don't think about it. He'll yeah. come to you. Who uh-huh. was,
1: who, he was known as being an absolute line-out nerd. As a player, right. Steve Borthwick. Okay, so Steve
0: Borthwick, he did. Yep. Yeah, Borthwick. What he did is, even though they had all these extra people to attack their line out, the English line out throw, there was movement, there was change, there was shifting, and they basically ruled the line out except for that overthrow and one and one steal that was knocked back. So yep. I think you hit the nail on the head there, Paul. They thought they could kick it out and then compete on that ball. And that they didn't was didn't work two, and it didn't change. What's
2: it? It didn't yes. work and then they because didn't I,
0: change. They, they kept on thinking, we must be able to do it. We must be able to do it. Yeah. Surely they can't keep on coming up with variations that we won't be able to work out. And to yeah. their credit, two versus four potential jumpers, they did it. And in fact, I thought they disrupted
2: New Zealand ball at the lineup tremendously. 100%. They did. They did it well. Even, even if they didn't manage to win the ball, they upset the, um, the setup. Yes. Um, Enough to sort of like when they were going to let's say set up for a driving mall it became a, a bit of messy and so they couldn't set it up effectively or if they were doing a move off the line out it, it was again it, it it got messy and they couldn't uh, execute it so they they basically got their people in the right places and the um yeah so yeah. I mean, you know, somebody's. Moanga, Moanga needed to, again, He the defensive line was basically smothering, so he needed to take the ball forward himself. He didn't do that. He basically just kept shoveling it out.
0: He tried to towards the end, but you're right, it was late in the piece. What will be yeah. interesting on Saturday is that, and this was an amazing stat that I heard in the South African game, that on Saturday against Wales, South Africa lost their first line-out in the tournament.
2: Wow.
0: Right? Yep. Yeah. so you think about three pool games, quarterfinal, semifinal. semi-final. In five games, they've lost one line Right? You're so
1: right. That
0: so speaks, that speaks to... Four pool games. Four pool. So six games, four pool games. No, three pool games. It's four in a group, weren't it?
1: Five. Five in a group. Five.
0: So four pool girls have, so that's even better. In six matches, they've lost one yeah. line-out on their own thro- throw, right? Yeah. Um, and, and not only that, but think about how many take penalties on own throw as well, in both the quarterfinal and the semifinal. And you think about the 50-meter plus fifty meter rolling mall and everything, that. what a weapon it is. So it speaks to how strong their line-out is and how difficult it is to attack. It also mm-hmm. speaks to the fact that that they bring an entire world-class tight five off the bench. Uh, so the, the that comes on, both the replacement hooker and the two locks are really in sync and they're all world-class. Um, so it will be very interesting to see what it does in order to attack that line-out. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, so there's, the, there's the there's All a Blacks of chose
0: not to really compete. The All Blacks chose to attack them all as soon as the player landed and what they did was tackle the two and, and they weren't caught out by it but they it, they got away with it when they played the springboks as the jumper landed they would tackle the 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 supporting player on either side and bring them down right? right um before the ball was transferred to the back and that's very how they stopped the rolling ball. so it'd be interesting to see what tactics they use
1: and there's a couple of things we anyway
0: getting back to blacks. your thoughts paul on the all Blacks?
1: I oh, mean the, the other point about the All Blacks was that um, England just didn't uh, in the first half, didn't kick the ball back to the All Blacks, so they just starved yep. them of possession. Um, in the second half, they start they they try to shut the game out, shut the game down more, um, and were, were kicked more. Um, but in the first yep. half, they just starved the All Blacks of possession, and said, "Look, if you don't score, uh, and because they were getting it, over it, the it, game line, they they would slowly make their way upfield." Yep, and, but to achieve that, they had to have. Um high accuracy,
2: which they did. you mm. know. So it's one thing to say, oh, yep, we're oh. going to hold on to the ball, um, but they had a high level of accuracy. Yeah, they made mistakes, but those mistakes didn't obviously end up impacting because they made them in the right part of the field, generally.
1: Yeah, I mean, they butchered a couple of tries, two or three tries in the first half.
0: The other interesting thing to do against the All Blacks because you'll end up paying for it normally.
2: Normally, oh, absolutely, yeah. mm. Well oh, but the thing was that there was wrong options being called by the All Blacks all the time and the um although the the spider cam drives me insane in the membrane, um, because the directors just don't know when the hell to show the damn thing. But
1: that showed well, numerous more times, and I do meet numerous the time times. Is the idea to yeah. always use a spider. Whenever you can. But but um the the um
2: the number of times that the All Blacks had an overlap and they went the other way. We Paul and I are used to seeing that because we go watch the Blues play. But to see the All Blacks do it was just a joke. I mean, they had the attacking scrum. They had an attacking scrum, which, like, they set up with four on one side and three on the other. And England only had two... two is two on three, and they had four on four. And they went the four on four side. And it's just like... You know, that's just nuts. you, you got to play what's in front of you. And that All Black team really obviously had become a playbook team is that this is the what we're running and we're gonna run it. Doesn't matter what that in front of us is what's changed, um, we're still gonna run it. And this is like, well, you're covered. You needed to have a heads up play. I, to be fair, to be fair
0: to them, mate, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if I fully agree with you there. And I'm not I'm not disagreeing for the sake of disagreeing. I think what we saw on Saturday for the first time in a was an all black team completely rattled, right? Yeah. Even, when yeah. lost, even when they lost to uh, the Wallabies in Perth by such a large margin, they always looked like they could score, right? Yep. They always looked like they were coming towards the, the Wallabies on the scoreboard. They couldn't stop the Wallabies scoring, but they looked like they could score. This is the first time that I, I can remember going back to nine, maybe when they lost um, in Durban and I was there, where they didn't look like they had an answer in their attack. And I think what happened, and I haven't sat down and watched the game again, is that, first of all, the, the um, defensive pattern that the England, England used removed the chip and the grubber and the cross kick, right, which they used very effectively against the Springboks, against the rush defence. And they changed something, and I don't know, I haven't worked it out what it is, but a couple of times they put the grubber through to exploit the space behind the rush defense. They put the cross kick and England completely diffused it. Once they did that, I then saw um, Mwanga starting to pass the ball into the, um, into the rush defense. So the rush defense was coming up on the outside and he was passing the ball in there, almost like I get it to my guys and they're good enough to beat their tackler, right? Um, and I, I thought at first I thought it was a bit of arrogance that the that this uh, expecting the all blacks to be one on one that much better, but I think actually he had run out of knowing what to do because what had worked for them over time had stopped working so and the other thing to remember as well is the the fact that Mwanga has played almost his in, well I would probably say ninety to ninety five percent maybe. Better ninety-five percent of all the professional rugby games he's played.
2: Behind the rolls his, his
0: pack, his forwards have been dominant. <laughs> right, I saw him. I saw his forwards get dominated in Canterbury against the Sharks when the Sharks mm. actually pitched up for a change,
2: mm.
0: and mm. he looked mm-hmm. he looked rattled. And now he was going backwards. He doesn't have. Yep. He's young. He doesn't have the experience of going backwards. He's not like. Uh, um, Barrett or, yeah. Uh, or the, the guy, the, the Highlanders' uh, first five that went to
2: Europe.
0: Sapoanga. He's not like Sapuanga or even Bowdoin Barrett, who know what it's like to play behind Go, the pack that back, at times back, dominates Backwards. backwards. Right. Yep. And what, what he needed to be doing was be telling his forwards, do not give me that ball. Because that's what Carter would have done. Yep. Yep. Carter would have said, that ball is rubbish. You I keep don't want it. it. I don't want it. You sort it
2: out, right?
0: And he didn't in the take
2: brains. Yep. Yes, but in the he, whole game, he, he, in the whole game, the All Blacks never tried pick and go.
0: Yeah,
2: in the whole game, they just keep trying to go out. But you had to give it a go. I yeah, sort of thing.
1: So that's the uh, that's I think we need to have a quick chat about the um, Wales versus South Africa. Um, Hold on. <laughs> it's, just, it's a it's a wardrobe change again. Oh, we have got another song.
2: Okay. <laughs> Customer, please hold. <laughs> no, no, don't get naked. It's not that kind of show. <laughs> right. This is the
0: best thing that I
2: could Right? This is the it's best, best The The
0: problem, the problem <laughs> that I have is I can't hold Land of Our Fathers, the tune, in my head. It keeps on morphing into Flower of Scotland. So, Paul, <laughs> um, oh, can, you, can you hum the start of the, the you, Land of Our Fathers?
1: Not very well. Oh you humble, I'll play it. Go on, go on, go on Osh play it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, now the No. YouTube, YouTube um, <laughs> um anyway. Um let me if we have two for you. Hold on. So um what we oh, are gonna be talking about. Flat um Scotland. um hmm. hang on no. Um what we are gonna be talking about in a, in, a, in a quick second. Is uh, yeah about the confrontation that we had in that game, um, and um... when you're ready, John.
0: Okay. Yeah, uh... we go. Here we go. I've got an intro. Okay. Oh, well is Wales? Oh woe is us! Once more, a semi has turned to dust. Oh, when can we ever make a final? As we wave goodbye to the New Zealand crew,
1: <laughs>
0: so I still there battle. It still. still into Flower of Scotland.
1: Still, but, but hey, we, we started somewhere there. Right then. Um, so, uh, yeah, some comments in the chat they're saying basically Wales versus South Africa was who blinks first. Um, but uh, to be fair, I think it was a bit more that basically South Africa got in the lead and just kept there really more than anything else. Um, we've heard Razzie come out and say, look, once you've got a style, that's how we're going to play. So, John... Same again next weekend, do you think?
0: Look, I think it's really, really important here for us to recognise that where South Africa was two seasons ago. South Africa was at the end of 57 nil in New Zealand. Yeah. South Africa was nowhere. If you'd said to South African fans, you'll make a World Cup final, um, they would have bitten your arm off to get that, right? So don't believe the South African Game plan is maintainable over the long term. If you want to be world number one, you won't win long term against All Blacks like that, right? It also is predicated on the fact that South Africa at the moment doesn't just have a good Springbok pack. Um, they have one of the best that they've ever had. When you include the bench, right? So coming off the bench, they've got let's let's look at they've got five locks. Right. If you can't Peter Steph Dutoy as a as a lock, is turned into an eighty plus minute outstanding potential nominee for World Player of the Year blindside flank. So you've got five locks that individually any one of them would make the World Cup squad of any other team. Right. You've got two front rows. Both of them are absolute world class front rows. Both of them have monstered top teams in the last season when starting. So that the, uh, the, the starting front three against the Wallabies was completely revised against the All Blacks. And both times they were dominant, right? in two com- So you've got, there's not many teams in the history of rugby that have been able to say that they can bring that off the bench and they can bring Francois Lowe with 50 plus caps and an outstanding turnover specialist who can play both eight and open side and And that's the impact that they've got. So you've got this confluence of opportunities um, that have come to them and they are playing with a style that has brought them from absolute abject misery to this point. So it's highly unlikely that they're going to move away from it because that's what's got them there. My absolute hope is that going forward after this World Cup final that they appoint somebody that will take them to the next phase because the plan is not for uh, Rossi Rasmus to stay as coach. It's for him to return to his original position, which is where he was as director of rugby for South Africa. And my hope is they find somebody innovative. Um, my, I mean, I would love it if they got somebody well, like a Jamie, um, Jamie Joseph um, and, uh, and, and that crowd. But whatever it is, they'll move. But to answer your question, they will stay with what they have and what has worked for them. The big difference, though, that the South African team has is they've got two killer wings, right? They really are deadly. Even uh, Spoon Korsi, who replaced Colby, has has 11 tries, including Saturday, 11 tries and 10 tests, right? So they've got strike wings. And the difference that they have is they can chase again, which is uh, Wales never looked like they could really chase. They were very brave, but they, um, they didn't look like they could chase, right? So, or they didn't have the, the, the intent to chase. Anyway, so there's my thoughts. What's really interesting, what is England going to do?
1: Right. Come on. So, okay, but the, right, but the, so, 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 the, so, so, to sum it up, the, the boxer game plan is going to be kick deep. Try and defend to put. Uh, try and have an a, a, an attacking defence that pushes you back. Yes. That makes you give loose kicks back to them, that then they can strike with their wingers on. That's effectively the game plan. In summary, right? Yeah. Um, and the reason they could, they believe they can do that is because they can replace that front that front five with, as you say, a, 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 a they'll they'll have a six-two bench. And they will replace the front five and low and uh, with guys who who would who'd be happy they'd be happy to start with, so there's no drop off in the quality of that uh, of, of that pack
0: whatsoever. And yeah. also, what makes it possible is Francois Stein can cover so many positions. Mm-hmm. Francois Stein can cover. Um, he's not quick enough really to do wing anymore. Although he started test matches for South Africa on the wing but he can cover 12 13 10
2: 15.
0: 15. Uh, Pollard can move to 12 at a push 13. A uh, Colby if he's on that, can go to 15. It's, all of these things have happened at the same time that have allowed this game plan to evolve.
1: Yep. Yeah, right. Now England we've seen have started either Ford Farrell or Farrell um Tualangi, um with Slade at, uh, at 13. Um so they've shown they've they have different starting makeups. I think one of the things that they're going to fight that the Springboks going to come against with England is a couple of things. One is England have had to play one less game, so they're not as knackered. Two, yeah. they've got a six, they've got a seven-day turnaround, not a six-day turnaround, so they're not as knackered. Yeah. So, from, yeah. a, um, from a conditioning point of view, they, they're going to be fresher coming into this game. They also have their replacement front row has got two British and Irish Lions, plus a plus a, a young, upcoming. Um, uh, um, hooker, so again, the quality coming off the bench, uh, and, and, and also the, the lock is also a, a British and Irish line as well. Um, so the quality off the bench also doesn't, it is it, oh. very similar to what they start with, so you're not going to see a big drop off. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. Sorry, no, I, I, I don't, I. I think um, that
2: the the difference between the starting props and their bench props was actually quite big. I think that was one another mistakes that the All Blacks actually made is that if they'd remained a bit more composed, they could have put pressure on all the England when uh, the props went on. If you had a look, um, Sinclair and um, Marla stayed on the pitch a lot longer than they had in the previous games. Sinc- Sinclair and Billy um, Yeah, Billy Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 stayed into the. They stayed deeper into the game because the strength isn't there in the props. I agree with you in the, ba- in the r- around the rest of the uh, forward pack, but uh, I actually think that's somewhere where the South Africans will be able to target them, is that once um, um, Sinclair and Winnie uh, go off, is that I-, I think there could be a bit of a chunk there.
1: I think the, the, what you lose is the mobility. Yep. Um, yep. So they're not as mobile, but from a scrummaging yep. point of view, they're going to hold up fine. From a set piece, it's going to, going to hold it together. Yeah. But you're
2: just nullifying each other, and so therefore yeah. that's where you're looking at where you're missing out, and that's where you're right, is around the field, because they're an old style. Old and anyway, you saw that with the All Blacks at the end of the day. I mean, like, um, with, um, I was going to say, Franks Moody and um, Laulala, they, they really didn't, they didn't, you know, Lala's supposed to be a ball-carrying prop, but didn't have that impact. And so I I sort of think that's, that's the thing that I have, but I, you're right, you can bring a Courtney Laws and the likes off the bench, that's pretty, pretty, Pretty good uh, talent to bring off the bench as well.
1: So, what what, um, what, what I would like to see is that I, I I would like to like Eddie Jones to also go to the six two bench, and um, either have um, Ludlam as an extra Lucy, um, or have um, uh, Joe Launchbury and replace both, so that he can replace both lots, Probably with Joe Launchbury, actually, because you can always move either um, Courtney Laws or Itoji to six. If you want to keep them on for wow. the full for the full eighty, um, so again, I, I, I would do that. Um, and launch is another player who people said should have been should have been on the Lions tour. So he's, he's also quality as well. So um, I would do. I, I would like to see that to basically match the fact that you're going to replace the full front five by by South Africa. I would start um, Farrell, um, uh, Tuolangi, and uh, and Slade. And have Ford on the bench as the only back. Um, now he only covers ten, but Farrell can move. He's Farrell move to twelve, and then Slade can quite happily move to fall back, and, and so it can all shuffle round. There's enough variety on the pitch rather than actually on the bench. Um, uh-huh. he, you can do that,
2: so yeah, one thing, one thing, one thing you alluded to there, Paul, in terms of um, uh, recovery and the like. The, the, one of the other benefits is that you've got Curry and the other um, flanker um, under under wood, right. under Hill?
1: Yep, under Hill. Yep, under, under something.
2: Uh, um, you know, they're young, right? And so they do have that extra stamina. And as they showed last week, they've got the ticker to play at that level. Yeah, it'll be another, it'll be the extra bit of nerves because it is the final. But effectively, it was a final for everybody last week as well, right? So, um, and the fact is that they're very young. And so they're going to have that extra energy to be able to go deeper into the game as well.
1: The So that, that, that that's how I think I would counter it. I think from from a, from a playing style point of view, um, the, I think you can afford to kick it to uh, South Africa more than you can to New Zealand, um, so I think we might see a bit more force back from, New, from England, but uh, but not as much as Wales because I think England, as you say, want to play at pace, want to try and run the uh, South Africa off the park. Which, when you're going to replace six of the front row, six, six of the forwards, I can't see how you can run run a team off the park at this level, to be honest. So
2: had hard. It's hard.
1: Yeah. So I can't. You, I don't think you're I
2: John, you were alluding to the fact that, you know, they're kicking deep to pin them down and then put that defensive pressure on. Um, but from the, from the Wales-South Africa game, with the amount of kicking, I actually thought both teams were kicking really poorly. Um, so if, they, and if South Africa kicks that inaccurately as they did against Wales, which Wales did in, in, back in return, they'll get punished. So they're going to have to be more accurate than they were um, with their kicking game against Wales. Um, and conversely, you saw Ford and Farrell actually have a very accurate kicking game.
0: Look, I think I think um, to understand the South African kicking game, that the the ones that were inaccurate were the ones that landed inside the twenty-two. I'm talking about the box kicks now, right? Yeah, goes, yeah, sure, sure. You'll see, you'll see that Andre Pollard either passed the ball to Deleder to take it up, or took it up himself a lot more. Um, than you would expect, so it was really Fafta clack that 's doing the kicking, and there were very few of his kicks that landed outside the, it landed inside the welsh twenty two so from that perspective, he kept the ball where it was supposed to be right. um, I read a very interesting article, and uh, here I want to give some some credit to where yep. it 's due. if you just give yep. me a moment. Um, this was a credit uh, from one of the rugby sites. Just give me a moment here. Um, so credit to Rugby World, who interviewed uh, Steve Diamond, the director of rugby at Sale, where uh, De Klack plays, and he spoke about how uh, De Klack has come on as a nine since he went to England, mm-hmm. um, and that he, he had timed some of De Klack's box kicks, and he was impressed to find that some of them are in the air for over four and a half seconds meaning that right. they are, you, you're always under pressure. Even if they're a little yeah. bit far, if they're four and a half, you don't have time, right? Um, you, you, you can't set up a whole lot of lines, and the, the defense was really good. And um, uh, what he said was when he was asked, and I'm quoting from the article, where the scrum-off rates in the global pecking order, Diamond, this is the director of rugby itself, said, as a conventional nine, Aaron Smith ticks the boxes. But when you have giants like these men, he dominates them. This is De Klerk, most of the time, and he's five foot seven. His personality means wherever, whatever Fuff ends up doing after rugby, he will be really successful. He just walks into a building and illuminates the room with his personality, demeanor, and knowledge of what he is doing. You don't meet many people like Fuff. He is a one-off, gracious in defeat, does not slap anyone, always polite, Bans the other lads from talking Afrikaans in the change room. He is a great lad. So there is, you know, I have this theory that, that great teams have not only great leaders, right? That's very important, especially in rugby. Rugby is intensely leadership. Uh, it, it requires great leadership to succeed. But great teams also have a beating heart, right? And Klerk is the beating heart of this team, just like maybe Mialamu was in 2015 and 2011, Right? Um, doesn't necessarily need to be the captain. And and he is following directions because he doesn't play like that for sale. This is exactly coming back to we were so poor, we were so bad, this we know works, this we know we, where we are, and they attack with it. So the interesting thing will be for me is if Colby is fit, right, if he is truly fit, is he going to replace Philly LaRue? Because LaRue has not been look. I see Paul shaking his head. I think though, Paul, to be honest with you, if they had full confidence in Colby's fitness, I think it may be a real consideration. What
1: happened?
0: LaRue has really not been informed.
1: No, okay, I I I, I, I agree with you. It's, it's definitely a consideration, but um, I just don't. I just think that uh, uh, yeah, that they, they've they've shown so much faith in Larue the whole way through um, that. That they that they will go with him. I I I, I, I understand the argument for not, um, and I probably even agree with it to be honest. But uh, I, a bit like um, I used to, I, I think Havili should be in the the All Blacks um, setup, but I know he yeah. won't be because that's not what the coaches think. Um, I think yeah. Well, no,
0: here's so, the point. I think in Colby you've got a better player, right? And I don't think that hmm? even the the Springbok management would disagree, right? Um, the issue is whether or not um, how where you regard Spoon Causey as the replacement. And if, if I'm thinking as England, what do I want to see? I want to see the back three, even if it means Colby come back, um, you want to see Vili LaRue at the back. What I don't want to see is I don't want to see Cheslin Colby at, at 15 and those two lads on, on the wing right? That's uh, Mopimpy and Spoon Causey. That's, that's, that's what the opposition doesn't want. Um, but besides that, I can't see great changes um, in their game plan at all. That's, that's just about where it's going to be. Um, they're going to stick with what got them there.
1: Now, on, uh, on Eddie Jones, s- could on have, on,
0: could, who knows what he's going to uh, bring up.
1: So, Andrew makes a good point here that, yeah, LaRue plays a similar role to Barrett and is the first receiver on the other side on many occasions. Um, we've also seen plays where he floats behind, um, and then uh, and, and injects himself. I think he is much more um, an attacking general, um, mm-hmm. a part of this side than perhaps we realise, and, we, and uh, perhaps he's given You're, credit for. Good point.
0: Good point. Very good point. Um, and for your for our, our listeners and viewers. What they may not be aware of is Colby is a uh, pro four, is a
1: top the French
0: top fourteen player of the season, right? Playing at fullback, not at wing, playing at fullback in the French Pro Fourteen. So he's he's no slouch at fullback. But yes, this, you you're probably right, um, Colby. If he's fit, will come in for Spoon Cozy, um, yeah. So let's let's see what kind of happens there. Uh, I think though um I think though this game might be like what we said about the 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 Welsh South African game whoever scores first is going to be vital because Wales were always chasing they were always chasing and what South Africa will be intensely focused on is making sure that England don't get off to the kind of start they had against the All Blacks
1: There's been some interesting tweets out today um, and one of them shows the list of games that England have played in the past. Uh, I think it's a year and a half, two years. Um, and in just about every, in every single one they've won, they've scored in the first twenty minutes. Generally in the first ten. No. Oh, okay. um, and in the games they've lost, they haven't. And it comes down to that. If they score first in the first ten minutes, they normally win. Um, now- here's the other interesting fact. If they go on and win the
2: win the final, they've beaten um, all the rugby. Well, yeah, all the rugby championship teams. Which is a big ask.
1: So, South That's Africa ask. Not, only, not only not only should they do England, South Africa should bring the Rugby Championship trophy and hand it over if they lose. Because <laughs> England will have won it.
0: <laughs> wow. I'm just sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to put this on my. <laughs>
1: I'm
2: going to.
0: Wait. I'm going to put my green on here.
1: Cause I'm, <laughs> oh, now you are got to make him sing again. Good one, Paul. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think he's going to sing again. I hope not. Oh, no, no, we, we'll That's the thought,
0: gents. If I was the Springbok um, thing and we won the the toss, I would definitely kick off, without question. I would kick Right? Um, and I would kick off and I would, I would put pressure, um, as they do. Um, but I would, uh, and if I was England, I would not do what Wales did and keep on kicking where Dwayne Camusillin is. They just kept on kicking to his side of the field. And uh, eventually he broke one of their players carrying the ball from the kickoff.
1: And if you, I mean, it'll be interesting to see, I mean, my, my, my main concern about this is Eddie Jones mentioned they'd, they'd spent two and a half years preparing for that semi-final. Now, yeah. does that mean that <laughs> everything has been laid on the table and it's all, and that's it? Or, and they have only got a week now to prepare for this? Or, can they continue into this? I mean, That whole Gatlin thing about that being their final, that's my big concern. I mean, we even saw at the kickoff something that I've never seen happen before, and it probably does happen, but it's very, very rare where the person who's holding the ball passed it or quickly um, jinked it to somebody else uh, who kicked to the other side of the field than expected. So Ford gave it to Farrell, and Farrell kicked the other way. Mm. Everything to try and get the opposition off balance as early as possible mm. with little things like that. Yeah. Mm. I'm not sure what, 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 not sure what if there's anything things... left in the locker. That's my only concern. What are some of the things that you think um,
0: we should look out for? Um, maybe one-on-ones or tactics or things to be aware of?
1: Um,
0: because remember, a lot of people watching this may be neutrals. There may be New Zealanders who hopefully are supporting their former, you know, their great foe from the days when we actually did um, win. we great. A lot against the All Blacks, but um, they, they, they're watching as neutrals. What are some of the things that maybe the neutrals can look out for?
1: Um, Go on, Austin. Yeah, you know, I was going to say the, the, the number one
2: thing is, is whether I, I don't think that England needs to play two different of a game plans than they did last week, right? So it's going to be a case of whether they can imprint, imprint that same game plan again second week in a row because if they can I don't think there's anybody that they, 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 they win the game. It's that simple. If they imprint the same game plan that they did last week, if they pin South Africa down in the corners and South Africa can't kick themselves out like the All Blacks couldn't, then um, we know. Look, the, the defense we've seen the defense from um, England. It's 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 tight. You know, even against Australia, although Australia scored a few points against them, it's tight. It's hard. So South Africa's not going to break eighty meters to go score a try. So it's just the case for me as to whether they can put their game plan if if they can't do the same game plan that they get that against the all blacks
1: it's game on for me it's make sure you're there at the whistle that first 10 minutes will be mm-hmm. a very good guide to this game if england score first as i say they've got a damn good chance of winning the game because that's that's what history says now sure against south africa in south africa a couple of years ago they was uh, it last year they failed a couple that south africa did come back a couple of times but those those are both at altitude this isn't um, so, so definitely watch that. If it's a Farrell to Slade option, then look at them very early on, getting it to Slade, Slade kicking in behind and Johnny May chasing it. If Johnny May's oh. fit. That's that, that's one they'll do. If it's a if it's more of the Ford Farrell Manu lineup, then Manu bashing it up and then basically Farrell spinning it wide to May again. Um or, or daily. Injecting themselves into the line for that pace, but if it's uh, yeah. the the other
2: the other one to look out for, obviously um, Otojo was the the talk of the game after the semi final. But really, you know, it's Sinclair that actually provides such amount of impetus. But the way that he can carry the ball, um, and how he how far how quick he is, so he's getting the ball. He spots gaps and he goes for them, and he's got the pace to get him to the. You know, a lot of forwards they see the gap, but by the time they get there, it's closed, right? but he's got the pace to be able to take that ball and execute the gap that he sees or he'll take advantage of it. Uh-huh. So, you know, that's another guy to really look out for. I think he brings a lot to the, um, to the English game.
1: Uh-huh. And, then, and also, if it's tight in that first half and we're within three points at half time, whichever side has been getting over the gain line um, and the other side that hasn't been getting over the gain line, the one that hasn't is going to tire in the second half and struggle. So, again, be, be aware of when there's a tackle. Does that player go forward or does he go backwards? Because um, mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's still tight at half time, that'll be a big thing.
0: Okay. Um, would you like my thoughts?
1: No. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, so we've run out of time. Sorry. Yeah, no, go, go on, John.
0: <laughs> well, I feel bad because, Ashwin, this is going to be the third time that I disagree with you tonight, and it's not done That's on principle. Right.
2: But I'm, I did, I'm not coming up again, Paul.
0: I've got to be constant with what I said. Well, I should be constant. I shouldn't be a weak-minded man tossed to and fro by all kinds of theology, right? Um, uh, I said on the weekend that I don't think that that plan that they employed against the All Blacks will work against South Africa. And if it wasn't Eddie Jones in charge of them, I would be feeling good. But the fact that it is Eddie Jones and it could be very different um, means that I'm nervous, one of the things that they did was boss the gain line and boss the contact. And they had sweeping players forwards coming around and wrapping around again and again, turning the again and again. They do that against South Africa and they're gonna get smashed. Right. There's a massive difference about running into the kind of tacklers that they that South Africa has. And one of the reasons why they've shifted Mosted out of the thing lineup and brought as he's come back into full, full fitness, they brought Lourdes de Jager. He wasn't even in the squad that brought uh, in the starting squad on to to start, is the sheer athleticism and impact on defense and with ball carrying of both of those locks. So do you strong enough for some of these big English players that come around the corner carrying the ball to meet them, to pick them up and carry them backwards? Right. And you saw at various times um some of the players being driven back like nobody's business. So if they employ that. And run at those tacklers, it's not going to be. Uh, it's not going to go well, right? So, for me, that's going to be one of the things to look out for. Yeah. Is when the those forwards make contact in the ball carrying phases. When um, some of the big ball carriers, like Sinclair, who I was very impressed with, you quite bright, um, and and that one with a scary face, that Vunapolo brother, who um, <laughs> He's got a face he more like, like at the end of his career than, uh, yeah, than, than a regular player. He looks like he's player.
2: got out after 20 years.
0: <laughs> I mean, I've seen Mike Tyndall before he had his nose job. But um, but that face, phew, uh, it's not something you want to see in a dark alley. But as good as they are, what's going to happen when they come up against, um, let's say, Etzebeth, when they run at Etzebeth and Diaga? And Diaga is is I see being placed in the first channel as, the, as a primary tackler because he's even more devastating than Etzebeth, right? Um, so what will happen there? What will happen when Etorji does the same thing? So that's going to be a big, a big uh, indicator of success, just like you said, who wins the game line. The other one is watch Etorji. I think that what they're going to do is they're going to try and minimize his impact in the loose. So I think what you might find is they're going to target him as ball carriers, similar to what's done with Pocock, to try and run at him and put him on the ground. So I think mm-hmm. they're going to run at Titoje, and don't be surprised if they don't just run at Titoje, but then they run, over, they run over him and lie on him and hold him down, pull him down, make sure Especially they grip him up. and hold him into, and tie him up yep. in the mall, right? right? Yep. Um, yep. Because his physical impact at the rucks, although he's, he's not as quick as the two flanks, he is uh, very quick, but he's not as quick as them. His physical impact when he hits rucks is is uh, more than theirs. I think they're going to try and negate him that way. Um, I think that some of the other matchups to look at is um, if you, as you say, if they start uh, with Ford on the bench, is uh, it will be to counteract uh, Lende mm-hmm. and him trucking that ball up. I mean, sometimes he made that that uh, that poor. A Welsh starting uh, number ten. What's his name? Uh, bigger Dan, bigger, yep, bigger, bigger. You know, he got uh, yanked wow. because he looked like he was on roller skates going backwards, right? So Vunupolo and Delende, that clash is going to be quite telltale. Um, and then uh, the, those would be the ones that I would say to have a look at, and the scrum. You mean the scrum, three, the first few scrums. scrums are going to be
2: massive.
1: Um, you mean, do, uh, do, 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 do you think that but,
2: has South Africa got a strong scrum or are they, are they just going to nullify each other? I'm just sort of thinking, apart from maybe a technical slip here or there, they'll just nullify each other at the scrum. It's just like the All Blacks. And I, I felt pretty much the All Blacks in England, England probably had a slight upper hand in the scrums, but nothing significant to actually give them a platform to run off on the scrums.
1: The and, then, and also I think that when that going around the corner thing, I think you're going to find that this that the England side is much more physical than Japan, and more physical oh, yeah. than Wales as well. So that we'll, we'll, it'll be interesting to see whether they can um, yeah. get over.
2: I, I think it comes what I, I, Whilst you're saying disagreeing with me, John, I actually sort of think that between the three of us, we're actually nailing it on the head. We're, we're basically, we're, when you go back to what Paul said, uh, if if whoever wins the game line is going to go a long way to winning their game game. Um, after looking at last week's, you're sort of expecting England to be coming into imposing that plan where they win that game line. And what you're saying is that if South Africa muscle up, which they should do because they are a bigger, more physical unit, then there will be, you know, then a question of can England um, still bash them down or not? And if they don't, then South Africa gets the upper hand.
0: I have no doubt that South Africa will muscle up. The thing that concerns me as a South African fan would be I don't expect Eddie
2: to do uh, the same thing
0: because strengths, right? I expect him to try and go for their weaknesses, right? So their their weakness is they trust the blinding pace of their wings to come in on the first on the second to last channel and be able to turn around on the reins right and catch, you know at least outside their twenty-two, they don't man on man. They rush in and then they trust that acceleration of their wings to turn around, and get us. Will they be able to counteract cross high kicks? Very important. How does Ville LaRue start? Does he start confidently? Because if he starts confidently, then South Africa is, going, is, is, is looking good. If he starts jittery, dropping balls, caught up, not necessarily up, under possession, under, under um, pressure, fielding high kicks, then ooh, then it could go badly.
1: I mean, remember the, the I think it was, it was the opening game, wasn't it, where Rich Mawanga was like 15 metres behind the game line crossfield kick yeah. to Reese um pretty much yeah. natural and then break so yeah that's that's the kind of thing you're talking about about that that width if you can get if you can get someone out there on that width yeah they're pretty much unmarked yeah um so just one last thing then guys I just want to uh, point out that uh, Jerome Garces will be the uh, will be the the, uh-huh. the referee with um Roman Pot and Ben O'Keefe on the wings um, and we have everybody's favorite TMO Ben skeen as, uh, from New Zealand as a TMO.
0: What could possibly go wrong?
1: <laughs> I, I just, you know, the world goes around saying how how poor
2: the officiating is. And yet they go and appoint the, a French official to the biggest game of the tournament. And it's just like, yeah. And, and Nigel doesn't even make it to either panel. Go figure.
0: I, um, I thought he was excellent on the weekend. I thought sorry, he was, that? Nigel? Nigel. Yeah, I thought he was excellent in that All Black game.
2: Even though the All Blacks lost, I thought he was excellent. Oh look, you know, it, it, we've always said you're never going to get a um, hundred. Nobody, the players don't go making a mistake in a refereeing game without making a mistake. There, there are, but you know, no, he absolutely did have a, a good game. Um, to my mind, he is the best ref, um, mm. and it doesn't make sense that they haven't appointed him as the blower in the in the final. You
0: know, the thing that concerns me is that with Nigel, we know this the the occasion will not be too big for him. He won't swallow his whistle. Um, yep. Because he's thrown at times, he seemed to me to be the calmest person on the pitch. Yep. In, um, yeah, yeah. 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 And we know that he will blow the rules, and he won't. He won't be caught. in sort of like oh, such a big stage. Oh, was it? He will just calmly. Implement right, and he so you know. I, I have no idea how they they wound up not giving him the game because to me, he's palpably I look, give it to Barnes, who's also come on a long, long way with very good riff because he's English. But yep. I
2: don't, yep. I don't get it, I don't get it. I but really it, don't get it. If you look Garcia's who bottled it in the last biggest game, which was the Lions game,
1: <laughs> right? Oh, yes. okay. now in before, the right this, right. before this show goes on for another half hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um okay guys, we've we've overrun by by significant amounts Please. as usual, because it's been so much fun. Uh very quickly then. Um John, prediction for um what the uh, or England and um, what um, by how many? Heart of Hid. <laughs> I don't you, you, Which choose. One do you go go, go t- tell, tell us who it is.
0: My head says that um, Eddie Jones is not that Rassie is not a great coach, but just you know that's that's the Jedi, Jedi Master coach there, and my head kind of says that um, England by five to seven. Okay. My heart, my heart says South Africa jump out to a lead of three. Um, <laughs> My heart says the South Africa jump out to a lead and put a beating onto the English that they haven't experienced because I do firmly believe that is the best overall. I'm talking all bench Eight. included. That's the best yep. pack in the tournament, right? Um, and, and hopefully we see Ches and Colby actually incandescent in that game.
1: Okay. Um, and they, really- win
0: by, they win by nine.
1: So a very long winded way there of of, of two words uh, or 3 I'm words. Of sitting Ashwin.
0: on the fence. I'm
1: going to go England very by seven.
0: Absolutely sitting on the fence.
1: I've gone England by seven. Um, you can see all the reasoning um, in on drivingmoral uh, where I've done my uh, written my article up for this game and also for the bronze final. So uh, we have one on the bench. We've got me going for England. Everyone in the chat is gawky. Ashwin, what's your? Who's going to win by how many? England by fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, this I think if if they can if they can re- recapture what they played last week. Everybody, you know, the neutrals were basically saying the final was the semi final last week. And um, I think if they can do that, then uh yeah, I mean it's about that means that they've won the game line. And that's that's what John's saying is the fact is that, you know, that, that it'll be a question of whether the, the Bok forwards, which was quite a possibility could shut them down, but if they don't then um yeah, it'll be It'll be a long, day, a long day at the office for, this, for the
1: box. Well, John, um, I, I'm, just, I'm assuming I'm still invited because apparently it's the third Boer war this Saturday. Um. Yes, <laughs> that's
0: right. That's right. Um, can I just say one thing here? If, if Sia Khaleesi wasn't captain, the best thing for rugby would not be the box winning with that style of game. The fact is that if Sia Khaleesi lifts that cup as a black African... The impact, not only in South Africa, but across Africa, will be enormous for rugby. And uh, I'm sorry, I meant to actually send some clips to Paul of what has happened in South Africa and some of the clips of people celebrating at the end of that semifinal when it became apparent that South Africa was winning. So it was a Saturday morning, uh, South Africa, No, know, was it Sunday morning? Sunday morning, South African time, and there are clips of, of, of the staff in supermarkets in my uh, town where I grew up um, bursting into song and singing spontaneously and leaving the, the tills and the counters and, and dancing and singing. So there's tremendous, the impact in South Africa of this team and their success has been enormous. And the fact that there is a black African captain is enormous. And I just would like to point out that, yes, Colby was injured, but in the semifinal of the World Cup, there were one, two, three, four, five, six black Africans starting a World Cup semifinal for South Africa completely on merit, right? And they weren't just wings. They were tight forwards. There was a flanking captain. There was a 13. And what's amazing is that Bongi and Bunambi has taken his place as hooker ahead, uh, yeah. of, a, ahead of a former World Rugby Player of the Year nominee. And he's there because he's outperformed. Right? Mm. So it, what's, what has happened in South African rugby and how far they've come from a transformation perspective is enormous.
1: And on that positive note... Thank you very much for joining me, John. Thank you very much for joining me, Astrid. It's been a long time since you've been here between between six, yes. but uh, it's great to have you back. I slowly work my way into it off the bench. <laughs> um, John and yep. uh, so I'm back tomorrow night with the All Blacks edition, previewing the bronze um, okay. the final, um, and uh, between Wales and New Zealand. New Zealand, mm. yeah, Wales, and New Zealand, Ooh. New Zealand, Wales, whatever. Um, mm. And then this weekend we will be live straight after both the games. Uh, with post-match reaction. So uh, so do join us for all that. Don't forget to subscribe, hit the bell. Um, And if you would like to support Driving More, uh, you can get uh, um, early access to predictions and exclusive access to other videos. Um, You can do that as well. So thank you, guys. Have a uh, great week.